Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today, we have a special white light episode. Chrissy's channeling the white light in front of a whole bunch of foundation students. We're in day three of foundations, and they uh, are talking very clearly about identity and inspiration and the intentions you set prior to your birth and all that. And it's a fantastic episode. I think you're going to love it. I had tons of my own questions. So that's mainly what you hear is me asking questions, which I don't get to do a lot. And so it's really fun for me. Well, I hope you enjoy this one. Like, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. A lot of people are bringing in a lot of friends, which is very cool. Thank you all for that. And enjoy this episode. Good afternoon. We are happy to be with you today. We feel great joy at the opportunity to interact with all of you. You are all worthy of anything you desire. And we do mean anything because you are everything. If you journey down this path, the one that you are all moving along and you seek to know who you are and you commit to seeing the perfection in everything. We promise you that you will find yourself in the midst of an unimaginable life. We are happy to talk with you about anything that you would like to discuss today. Where would you like to begin? Well, we are in the middle of, or just beginning a new foundations course. This course has taken a turn from the first one that we did. And what it seems like is we're working on identity, life area balance, and perspective. It seems like we've been told this whole entire year that really this identity thing is seems to be getting in the way. Can you talk about that? Because as we're endeavoring to discover who we are, we have these identities. There is but one identity in the universe. There is only one. It is the identity. Any other identity, any identity that any human or any other physical entity adopts is a distortion, if you will, of that one identity. We can feel in your vibration that when we use this word distortion, to many of you, it means a lie. It is a negative connotation for you, if you will. This is not how we intend this word. Distortion just simply means something a bit different from the original. Many of you use the word holographic as a representation of what you are to source. You are a hologram of that source. And if you are to study a hologram, it is in many places somewhat different from the original. It is not a bad thing. It is just somewhat different. These identities that many of you have taken on are simply limiting you, 
specifically those of you that are on this journey, that are consciously attempting to create the life you prefer. Those of you that are stepping into the idea of service to others, thoughts of others, as opposed to serving yourself or thoughts of yourself. As you make this conscious decision to go this direction in your life, to truly discover who you are by discovering who you are, then this identity you have adopted through your life limits this because you will not hear much of your inspiration. And if you do hear this inspiration, you will not act. This is just because these things would be counter to what you perceive this identity would do. Someone that is this would not do that. This is all that we mean. Your identity puts you in a tiny little box. And we promise you, you do not fit. You are much bigger. You are spilling out all over the place. And those parts of you that are not in alignment with this identity that you have adopted through all of the years of your life, these parts of you just simply become squelched, but they are a part of you and they are necessary for you to live the life you want to live. There are many of you that as children were funny and silly and you were told by someone that you must be quiet, you must be still, or you received some punishment that was traumatic to you simply because you were playing and having fun and being silly. And through this, you told yourself, ah, this is not how I get what I want. I get love, I get things, I get praised if I am not this silly, playful one, if I am serious and respectful and quiet. And so many of you who wanted to be actors, dancers, chose to be accounts or lawyers, because this is how you would get your stuff. You had to be different than what was natural to you to get your stuff, your love, your success. Many of you married and had children when this was counter to who you truly were, but 
you did this because it was the thing to do. And someone that is serious and someone that is successful does these things. And in doing those things, the side of you that was funny and silly became non-existent in your experience and in the experience of those around you. You denied yourself and, and others one of the most beautiful parts of you, and perhaps even the largest part of you. You even call that side of you bad, irresponsible, lazy, obnoxious. But yet, it is none of those things. What we are encouraging with the information that we are giving to Christy is for her to understand that the parts of her identity that she enjoys are absolutely true and they are who she is, but they are not all of it. And this is the case for every one of you. If you believe that you are this attorney and you are respected and this is what you must have, but you and your best friend want to get a tattoo. You must not put this where you want to because someone might see it and that someone might not respect you and they might report it to another and then not want to go to your law firm. And the next thing you know, you will be homeless and alone because you got a tattoo. This is where you all go. You do not do the little things that you want to do, that you are inspired to do, that your inner self, your guides are asking you to do. You do not know why they are asking. You don't know why you have this feeling inside that you would like to get a tattoo on your wrist. You don't know why, but you certainly will not do it. But what if when you did this, you met someone that would change your life and then allow you to make the impact on this world that you want to make, but you won't do it because your identity says someone like this does not do this. And without this identity, I will be alone on the street with nothing mm -hmm. and no one. And this is absurd. This is what we are trying to express and with our questions and our math problems and more questions to guide you all to understand what this identity is. When you hear yourself say the words, well, I know me and I know I wouldn't enjoy that. You are wrong, but there's nothing wrong, correct? This is not true. You do not know you. You are changing all the time. What you know is your identity. And that identity is only a small part 
you do not know the rest of you. And if you have an inkling, you call it bad. You call it wrong. You call it tacky. You call it irresponsible. And it is none of those things. Every part of you is beautiful. And when you have a desire, you can simply say, am I attempting to change a condition with this desire? No, I am not. Then be certain you are inspired and do it. When you do, you may walk into some manifestation event, certainly, but you all know what to do with this. And you all know that 10 minutes of your time processing one of these things yields exponential results, changes the world in front of you in a way that is unfairly weighted to your favor. Do not worry about that. Act on it and act again and act again. And we promise you, before you know it, you will turn around and say, my life is extraordinary. It is unimaginable. With this life area perspective form, we're finding that there's a lot of imbalance. And the idea was to use this as a way to really highlight those things that from our perspective, those areas of life aren't working. We tend to take the outside as a scorecard to judge whether that area is working or not. And we would think that if you can change the outside, well, that would make you feel good, but we know that doesn't last. So how would one best go about identifying an area of their life that is sort of out of balance with the other areas? And then what would you do to change that area or en enhance it somehow? The life area perspective form is a beginning. What you and Christy have been receiving are bits and bits along the way to guide you, to then allow you to discuss and practice and shape and form this as it is your own creation. This first bit is to help you see that these areas can actually be numbered, if you will, by the one who is looking at it. Now, you asked Christy days ago some very simple questions, and these things were obvious, and what she called low-hanging fruit to change her perspective in a particular area of her life. She is frustrated with her financial situation. It is not what she is used to. And this is what you are beginning to understand. Is this number that you are scoring here low because it is different from what you are used to? Or is it low because you do not like what is happening outside you? Or is it low because you have never, ever, ever been able to feel good 
in this area. Those are three very different things. Right. And as you develop this form and you work with those on this call and the others that come to you, and you begin to ask these questions, you can then determine which area this falls within. For those that are simply experiencing something they are not used to, this is indicative of a great shift and it simply requires some focus and understanding of what is actually going on. If it is an area for someone that they simply currently just do not like what is happening and this has been going on for a bit of time as an adult or in the last five or 10 years, they just have not been able to get unstuck in this area, then this is a different work. This is different, as you call them, plots. These are different conversations, different principles, different concepts for them to put into practice. For those that have this perspective number low, because it has always been this way for them. Again, this is a different conversation. This is different concept. This is more base worthiness concept. This is beginning to understand the all or nothing, the everything and nothing. And those of you on this call understand these concepts. And if you will allow yourselves to think for yourself and reach to your inner self and your guides and supporters, you can now look at this form and say, which of these three applies to this below the horizon line number I have listed here? In Chrissy's case, the financial number being eight digits lower than everything else <laughs> on her form is an indication of great frustration and a level of unworthiness in a new career. It is in not understanding what is going on in this arena or how to operate within it. And this is exactly as it should be. For her, it is learning to walk with a blindfold. She must always figure it out, and she cannot. And this is the lesson for her. You do not figure this one out. You feel this one out. And you move with fluidity and with feeling. If it is something where you are stuck, then you go a different road. You dig up your concepts and you say, what am I missing? It perhaps is acceptance. It is perhaps committing to see the perfection within it. It is perhaps understanding what is distraction, what is urge to change condition and begin moving to raise the perspective using these things. Do you understand? Yes, absolutely. What a lot of people seem to be confused about is how inspiration comes. 
inspiration comes in many ways. We would say infinite. It could be a thought that you have. You could be walking in a strip mall and glance, see the name on a window. And in seeing that name, remind yourself that there is something in your car that you need to do. Christy had this conversation with a friend this morning. But then you say, oh, that reminds me. I must do that. But this store is right here. Why do I not go get it out of my car and do it now? But this is not my location. I cannot come back and pick this up here. It is too far from my home. Then what do you do? What is that inspiration? That inspiration is to get it out of the car and go in and do it. Inspiration can come in watching television and seeing something in a fictional TV show that says, I want to go ride a horse. That looks like fun. Inspiration can come in a phone call from your mother. Inspiration can come from your boss. Inspiration can come in a smell. It can come in a sound, a baby crying, a murmuring crowd. Listen, it is simple to know. You just ask, do I want to do this because I am wanting to change a condition? Do I see this restaurant and the name of it and have been by here before but have never noticed it? Now I see it and I am focused upon it, but I do not like that kind of food, but I'm hungry. Go. This is something you all do all the time. There is something there for you and you do not know. Your preferences are within your identity to a large extent. They are not always stagnant. You change in every second. When you see something, when you are offered something, when you receive an inspiration, you receive an invitation in the mail and you say, I do not like to be in the sun. I will not go to this pool party. How do you know? When was the last time you hung out by a pool in the sun? Last year, two years ago, 10 years ago? Do you not go because you are fat? You don't want to go to a pool party. You are ignoring this inspiration that is the most efficient, elegant way to take you to the life of your dreams, to the unimaginable, yet you will not do it because you do not prefer it, because you have fear. Inspiration comes all the time. You walk by a closet in your home and you notice something you haven't seen in a while and you just keep walking. Stop, look at it. What is it? What does it remind you of? Now what? You have so many things you believe you need to do. And we understand. We understand you live in this world. You believe you must go to this job. 
because this is the way the abundance comes to you. This is how you support your family. You have to do this. You have to do that. This has to be in on this time. This email has to go out by 9 p.m. None of this is true. And if you don't do it and it needs to be done, we promise you it will be done. You are not alone and you are not on your own. You are connected to everyone. There is no way for you to not do something that needs to be done. No way. There is no way for you to be late for something where you need to be on time. You are co-creating with everyone because you are one. You ignore inspiration because you don't have time. You are on your way to a meeting. You must get there. You cannot stop. In this, you are perpetuating this life that you sort of enjoy, sort of bemoan. You just keep the same thing going over and over. Give yourself a chance. Risk being late. Risk looking silly. Listen to someone whose ideas you don't usually agree with and lean into it. Do something that you are reluctantly doing. If you're going to do it, then do it with everything you have and see what happens. You are here for a short time. Inspiration is always around you. It is coming to you on the wind, in your thought, from your friends, from your family, from your food, from your car. It is coming to you all the time. Everything that can be done, those in the non-physical are jumping up and down to get your attention because you are so close and they know it. And all you have to do is say, okay, I'll trust it today. Just try it and see what happens. Before I open this up to everyone else, we had a conversation at the kickoff call of this foundation group. And jokingly, I said, if I were you, I'd take the next 30 days off work, put yourself in a little cabin and just focus on this. And of course, we all laughed at that thinking, well, nothing would get done. But what would you say about that? In that idea, for some, that could be an inspiration. There was someone for whom that was meant. For others, this idea of going off into a cabin for 30 days provides great relief because in that they can separate from everyone and they can have an excuse to speak to no one. We would agree that there are certainly times when your 
feeling of solitude, your time to be alone, time to contemplate, to speak with your inner self, to commune with nature, this can be very beneficial. It is beneficial. What you must do individually is determine if what you are doing is to re-enrich yourself, to nourish your soul so that you can give more, serve more, love more, so that you can connect with that part of you that perhaps you are having a bit of difficulty because of the noise in your life. Or if you would do such a thing to simply get away from everyone, to separate because you cannot stand them anymore. Can you feel the difference in the vibration of this? If you can, then you can feel it for yourself in any decision. We would say that typically searching for more connection, more ways to serve, more ways to give, more ways to love is the direction for you all. But we would also say that your inner self, your guides will let you know when it is time for you to be alone to contemplate, to meditate, to study, to read, to sit in the grass and smell the fresh air. This is appropriate as well. It is within you to know and feel the difference why you would be experiencing this. Do you understand? Yes, wonderful. Who has the question? Christy, can I ask a question? Or white light, can I ask a question? Of course. I have been following Joshua for about seven years now. And I get the concepts, like I get everything is for us and everything's for our expansion. But holy mackerel, the last three years of my life, Anything that I have tried to accomplish career-wise, professionally, it has just blown up in a fire and forget about it. So I'm kind of concerned because I'm my sole provider and I'm not really sure like what to make of it. First let us tell you that you are not your sole provider. You are not your provider at all. Everything that you have in all of the abundance in which you sit has been allowed by you and brought to you from the universe of which you are a part and you are all, it is within you. You are not that source for yourself in this three dimensional reality. You believe that 
because you are good at what you do and what you have done. You have excelled. And we will tell you that this would be the case with anything you attempted to do. You are simply that way. It would not matter what you were offering, what you were teaching. But you are at a place now where you know more. You know yourself and you know what you have enjoyed in the past and you are beginning to recognize that there is more you would like to explore. You have a great deal of freedom in your existence. You have not tied yourself to children and mates in a way that many have. You have your animal interest. We can feel that within you, that it is a expression of your love and a feeling of unconditional love that you perceive from them. And you have also been released from other family through transition and other means. And you are free now to choose anything you wish. Your inner self, your guides and supporters are not controlling some strings and putting a carrot in front of you and moving it along. This is not happening, although it feels that way to you. But you know quite a bit now. And now it is time for you to understand that your abundance, your financial well-being, your health, your feeling of security, these things do not come from what you do. We feel from all of you the instant vibration of, we do not believe this. You go to work, you sell the things, and you get the check. And you might inherit a bit. You might find a dime on the street. You might win a contest. But these are the ways that money comes to you. And the dime on the street, you must bend to pick up. You must be good to the relative before they die so that you can get the check. And you must commute the hour to the job, sit in the office, dress the dress, walk the walk, talk the talk to get the check. This isn't true. This is not how the checks came to you. They came to you because of what you believed, what you expected because of what you would allow. And it is minuscule compared to what is out there swirling around you to come in, what is within you that you could just see. It has nothing to do with what you do. It is so difficult for you to understand this in this reality. And we understand that for you, we do. But you are given an opportunity now to let it go and see what happens. To simply follow 
that inspiration that you are receiving and you are ignoring and you know it. Follow it, no matter how silly it seems. We promise you, Kimmy, on the other side of this fear is everything you truly want. You have given yourself this opportunity. These things are not working out for you because you do not want them to. You are doing it because you know better. You will walk yourself into something else to tie you down. When you look around, you have nothing, nothing keeping you from doing anything you want to do in any moment. And you want to find something else to tie you to it so you can have an excuse to not be who you are. A job is playing small for you. Even a business in the way you think of it is playing small for someone like you. And you will not allow it anymore. There's no need to be afraid. You are doing it. And you know exactly where to step. You are being led right there. Do you understand? Yes, I do. Sorry. I had that on mute. Very good. Interesting. Excellent. Who's next? I have a question, White yep. Light. Yes, Jerry. So similarly, it would would our physical reality be similar to a giant limiting beliefs workshop for source where they could understand what emotions, feelings, and thoughts look like in a physical reality, since in the non-physical, there is no real understanding of what those emotions could be? You are poking around at something is a bit misdirected, and it is impossible from where you sit to understand the concept of source energy. But the concept initially would be the duality of finite and infinite. And within that is exploration of that. There is balance of masculine and feminine. And there are physical realities all about with explorations that are specific to the consciousness that chose that. This earth density, this 3D earth planet that is so beautiful is an exploration that is unique. You all won the lottery you're walking around in a body on earth. This exploration is certainly that of feeling, that experiment of feeling. It is not that in the non-physical, there is no feeling. There is simply density. And as densities are ranges of frequencies, pressurized, 
This is very simple for you to understand. And as you move up in this density, the photon, the light vibrates faster and faster and more information can be contained within that photon. More information can be accessed. Consciousness is more of a collective. This earth exploration and the intensity of the emotion is, as you say, Jerry, teaching much of the universe this feeling. The number one is compassion. This understanding of compassion is something that does not exist at the level in the universe as it does on earth. You are feeling separate. You forgot who you are. This move down through the densities is painful. Many do not continue it. They turn around. You did not. This forgetting who you are, where you come from, your connection, it generates the level of fear that is present here. In this fear comes a great range of emotion. The emotions that you feel that feel bad to you are simply a lower frequency energy. It is energy in motion. Energy is always in motion. This idea that you have on this planet where you remember that you have been a victim as a child or as a teenager, you have felt that, you have seen it, and you do not want to perpetrate. You see someone and you can feel, perceive that you feel what they are feeling and you feel it in your heart. And you say, I wish that one well. I would like to help that one. This compassion is extraordinary and it is uniquely human. Many of you do not understand your value in this universe. But if you can hear us on just this one thing, you are teaching. All entities, all of them, that. You see, when you are part of a collective, you cannot feel compassion. There is no separation. There is not one experiencing something that the other is not, essentially. Your perspectives are agreed upon and then adopted. There is not the intensity of fear. There are still disagreements. But because in many other physical realities, experiences can be had many at once, then even a disagreement about how something should be experienced can be resolved by we will just experience all of them all at once. This is unique. When many of you say, I cannot do this anymore, this is hard your life is not hard in the way that your ancestors had it hard 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Those lives were hard. 
but you are advancing and you are learning and you are stimulated by more and more and more information, more demands. And it is hard because it is up to you to maintain your sovereignty, to understand and remember who you are and reach for that at all times when you are so far under the water of forgetting that it is hard. That is what is hard. This is what is admired by everyone, all of us. This physical reality is teaching emotion. It is not the manifestation event in the way that you are asking this question because the emotion in the way that it is felt here cannot be felt because the fear is not as extreme. It isn't possible. Does this make sense to you? Yes, thank you. Thank you. You know, I've always heard the phrase from Abraham, words don't teach, experience teaches. And this has occurred to me, this is literally why we're here. This is not really the teaching thing, and that teaching word probably is better you to say expansion. You all can close your eyes for a moment and allow yourself to become numb to the seat beneath you and even the temperature of the air. And imagine that you are just a nebulous mist. And in this, there is much joy. There is much relief as you float around and you can go in and out and be anywhere that you want to be. There's no need for money. There's no need for a car. You just be. But then you and your nebulous mist body go to the beach and you see it, but you can't smell it. You don't have a nose. You can't really see it, sort of, but you can't feel the water. You don't have skin. You can't swim. You can't feel the sand under your feet, lie back and feel the sun. That is experience. You can know what a beach is, but you will never know that feeling unless you have this body to experience it. It must be felt with the body to truly know it. This is what we say to Christy all the time as we are feeding the assignments for these courses. It is imperative that you bring your physical body into your understanding. It is a trinity, the mind, the body, the spirit. They are equal. As you learn a concept, this is wonderful. But you must 
have the experience of it as you write your answers to these exercises and you answer how you feel about it now, how you felt about it then as much as you can recall. This brings it into every cell of your being and it becomes you and you become it and you will never ever lose it. You may choose not to use it, but it will not go away. In the non-physical or in higher densities where physicality is not in play, there is much to enjoy. There is much progression, but the feeling of the physical body and the experience that one can have within it, the consciousness using it to learn, to grow, to feel, to understand more and more and more. It is the most fun way to learn. We understand that you all say, but this pain is real. And white light, you just don't remember the pain. And we say this is true from those higher densities, that pain becomes distant. Just as those of you who have experienced physical trauma can now tell the story with laughter. Christy can tell the story of having a baby. And some will say, what was it like? And she says, it wasn't that bad, but she had a 10 pound baby and we promise you it was bad, but she does not remember. Pain, you do not remember. But the extraordinary experience is never lost. And in the physical body is the only way to do much of it. I have one last question. We've learned a lot about free will in physical reality and that it's more about perspective than anything else. Is there free will in the non-physical? Free will is... something in the universe that is understood. It is expected. It is law. It is foundation. It is something that even within physical realities is protected. In this 3D reality where you sit, your linear thinking causes this to be difficult to understand. Free will is that of the consciousness that chooses the life. The life is chosen and then experienced by the consciousness. As a consciousness in this 3D reality, forgetting who you are, not understanding that time is not linear and moving through this life, the idea that you do not have a choice 
is frightening. And in fact, it is fighting words, but they are fighting words in the universe as well. Free will does exist for your purposes here. Your perspective is what you must focus on. Your life is chosen. You have chosen it. It is in the moment. And you are in the reality of space. You are only seeing three-dimensional time in one dimension, which is the present in your experience. You must understand that your perspective is everything. It does immediately bring about what possibilities you will experience in the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And even in that, as you think in a linear way, it is next to impossible to understand. So what we will say to you is this, take from these words, what comforts you, what excites you. It is all true. There is free will and the free will only exists within your perspective. It is all true. You make the choices. Now you experience the choices you have made. And as you experience those choices, your perspective, where you are, when you have the experience, when you see it, when you feel it, when you taste it, when you touch it, where you are in your perspective brings about the possibilities of what you can next experience. It is not exactly what, it is how. But this is something for you to simply say, hmm, in your faith, we promise the best of the best of the best of the best, the most you ever want is right there for you. You need not experience anything in pain. It was not the intention for you. Those of you on this call have big, big, big intentions. That is why you are here. If you are living small, you are frustrated, I promise, because that is not what you intended. The free will in the universe is primary. You have it, and now why, the way you will use it is in your perspective. Do you understand? I do now. And that brings me to my final question, which has any of us created an imperfect life in any way, or these lives that we're living exactly perfect for us, we just can't see it. These lives you are living are exactly perfect for you. And they have all always been unimaginable. Your perspective does not allow you to see it. As you shift it, get to know more and more and more of who you are, the beautiful, being of love and light that you are. You will see not only the experience in the present, but you will experience your past 
as unimaginable as well. You will not have to say, I did this and I experienced that, but it was good for me. You will, with excitement, say, I went through this. I experienced that. It was magnificent. It is just a shift. It's just a move up in your density, in your vibration, in your perspective. It gets lighter and lighter and lighter, and everything looks different. Everything. Because it is. We know you, and we love you. All right. We hope you really enjoyed the white light there. I love talking to the white light. I get to do it a lot in private, of course, but when we can do it on Zoom and make it into a podcast and do it in front of all the foundations people, it's really great. We're on day three of foundations and foundations has turned into this similar to boot camp. You know, it's 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 foundations, but it is a heady stuff and there's a lot of assignments and a lot of, you know, interaction and thinking about things and really really taking a look at how your perspective influences every area of your life, those areas that are working, you got a high perspective, those areas that aren't working, you got a more limited perspective. How do we raise that perspective? Well, that's what we're doing here. And White Light comes along and talks about, you know, identity and how that identity is limiting and inspiration and how when you have a rigid identity, you don't hear a lot of the inspiration because you just wouldn't do that sort of thing. And so what we're doing here is we're playing a lot with experiences and emotional anchoring so that we really integrate this information. It's very cool. And I'm very happy there was so many people who joined our second ever foundations course, but this is really a new course because it's changed so radically from the first one. Uh, we'll have a new foundations course in about five weeks. And so you can jump on there if you're interested. Uh, we're also having another basic training course then too. So whatever you feel like doing as well. Well, thanks for being here and thanks for listening and do what you can to support us by liking and subscribing and leaving a review and sharing with your friends. A lot of people are bringing in their friends. It's very cool. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.